Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 16 Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, You are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble in whom all is all my delight. Those who choose another God multiply their sorrows. They drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion in my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel, and the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my heart rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol or let your faithful one see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 22 through chapter 10 verse 11. Aaron lifted his hands toward the people and blessed them. And he came down after sacrificing the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the offering of well-being. Moses and Aaron entered the tent of meeting, and then came out and blessed the people, and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out from the Lord and consumed the burnt offering and all the fat on the altar, and when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell on their faces. Now Aaron's son, Nadab and Abihu, each took his censer, put fire in it, and laid incense on it, and they offered unholy fire before the Lord, such as he had not commanded them. And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord meant when he said, Through those who are near me I will show myself holy, and before all the people I will be glorified. And Aaron was silent. Moses summoned Mishael and Elzaphan, sons of Uziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, Come forward and carry your kinsmen away from the front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. They came forward and carried them by their tunics out of the camp, as Moses had ordered. And Moses said to Aaron and to his son Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not dishevel your hair, and do not tear your vestments, or you will die, and wrath will strike all the congregation. But your kindred, the whole house of Israel, may mourn the burning that the Lord has sent. You shall not go outside the entrance of the tent of meeting, or you will die, for the anointing oil of the Lord is on you. And they did as Moses had ordered. And the Lord spoke to Aaron, Drink no wine or strong drink, neither you or your sons, when you enter the tent of meeting, that you may not die. It is a statute forever throughout your generations. You are to distinguish between the holy and the common, 
and between the unclean and the clean. And you are to teach the people of Israel all the statutes that the Lord has spoken to them through Moses. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 5 through 10. Examine yourselves to see whether you are living in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you fail to meet the test. I hope you will find out that we have not failed. But we pray to God that you may not do anything wrong. Not that we may appear to have met the test, but that you may do what is right, though we may seem to have failed. For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. For we rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. This is what we pray for you, that you may become perfect. So I write these things while I am away from you, so that when when I come, I may not have to be too severe in using the authority that the Lord has given me for building up and not for tearing down. Good morning and welcome to the third Thursday after Pentecost. This morning we have our psalm changed up a bit that seems to be a pattern. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are one psalm and then Thursday, Friday and Sunday sometimes are another psalm. Um, And the readings this morning from uh, Leviticus and Corinthians are not, uh, they're kind of startling reads. Um, and I'm finding these things a little bit more common because I'm, I'm looking for them, quite frankly. I'm doing a, a writing project. Um, I'm trying to find all these snarky things that Jesus says that you know, kind of piss people off. Um, and uh, the, the woman at the well, the Syrophoenician woman is one. Um, she comes asking for healing and he says... You know, I've come for the sons of Israel, for the children of Israel. And she says, well, don't, the, don't even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the master's table. And Jesus is kind of like, he seems kind of shamed or startled. Um, but there are these things that he says that just seem like, geez, dude, lay off. Um, another one in, in Luke, um, he's during Luke's passion, or the, the passion described by Luke, um, these women are mourning for him and, and crying and wailing. And he rebukes them saying, don't cry for me, cry for your own children. They're going to say, we wish we were never born. Let's topple mountains on top of us. And uh, it's this kind of moment where he's like, geez, man, are, are you really going to say that right now? And this is one of those times in the Old Testament. Um, Leviticus follows some of um, Moses' story in the, the wilderness and also how to engage in worship of God, and that's kind of where it draws its name, the Levitical tribes. Um, Levi was one of the sons of Joseph, and they will be and remain the um, hereditary line for the priests of Israel. And Aaron um, is the first priest under under Moses, and they're, I'm assuming, priests between Joseph and Moses, which would be several generations um but Aaron's it um and you can assume that Moses is too because they're brothers and uh we don't give we don't have a whole lot of context for this passage um but basically there's been an offering 
and then Aaron's sons, Moses' nephews, Nadab and Abihu, take you know these censers where you have the um, incense in them and you light it and you start swinging it around and it makes the church smell really old and liturgically. And they've done something wrong. And the first hint they get is uh, right at the beginning of chapter 10, uh, when it says they offered unholy fire before the Lord, such as God had not commanded them. Um, and we don't know what that is, but there's something wrong. And in a moment, uh, fire comes out from the presence of the Lord and consumes them, and they die. And there's no, you know, there's no real clues as to what they've done wrong. And this happens... And Moses immediately turns to Aaron, who has just watched his two sons die, two of his sons. There's at least four, maybe more. Um, But he's just watched two of his children die. And everybody has seen Aaron's children die, the whole congregation. And Moses says to Aaron, you know, this is what God meant when he said, those who are near me, I will show myself holy. And before all the people, I'll be glorified. And Aaron was silent. verse 3 ends with Aaron was silent I mean who wouldn't be Um, you know there seems to be no sense to it Um, they're trying to do right and isn't that enough and clearly it's not through those who are near God God will show himself holy Um, and holy means set apart means different means unique distinct Um, good yes but we aren't necessarily able to trust our own definitions of good. Um, There seems to be this hint that perhaps um, Nadab and Abihu were drunk when they did it. Um, Moses, uh, well, before we get there, um, Moses calls Aaron's cousins um, to help take the bodies away, dragging them by their tunics, which seems relatively disrespectful um, and he says don't mourn them don't mess up your hair or tear your vestments which is was typical at the time as this display it was part of the mourning process Moses tells um, Aaron and his sons don't do it do not mourn them um, but but your family and the whole house of Israel everybody who watched this they may mourn but you may not um, you also shouldn't go outside probably to mourn them, to visit their bodies. And Moses says, don't do that. You'll die. For the anointing oil of the Lord is on you. You are near God. It is through you that God is showing God before all the people to be holy. And Aaron and Aaron's other sons did as Moses had ordered. And then in verse 8, God speaks directly to Aaron and God says to Aaron, who's just watched his two of his children die, don't drink wine or any other strong drink, you or your sons, um, when you enter the tent of meeting, because you'll die. So that's where I, I, I wonder if perhaps Nadab and Abihu came in and were intoxicated and they did this, and that made the fire unholy, and um, that's not what was supposed to happen. Um, it's a statute forever. And, he, and God continues, you're distinguish yourself, or I'm sorry, you are to distinguish between the holy and the common, 
between the clean and the unclean. And you are to teach the people of Israel all of the statutes that the Lord has spoken to them through Moses. So he, it seems as though possibly they were intoxicated, and that was a um, that reflected poorly on God. And the the deep irony of the Levitical call is that you're so close to God, which you think is a good thing, you think that's desirable, but the standards, the expectations are jacked up. Um, so, like, if you think of like Soldier of the Quarter, or uh, maybe there's like a Marine of the Quarter as well. Um, or let's say you're the command sergeant major's driver. You think that that gets you a lot of power and access, but the cost is higher. You're, well, I don't even know if anybody shines boots anymore. I don't think they do. Um, your uniform has to be clean. You have to conduct yourself more professionally. You don't have as many friends who are peers because you know, you're surrounded by brass, so you can't um, uh, smoke and joke. So this, the, the expectations are so much higher um, even so much that these normal practices that we think of as good, mourning your own children, that can get in the way of, of this birthright that you've inherited or, or for Aaron um, or this position that you hold. And, um, and the Second Corinthians reading was, I don't know if I would have chosen it. Um, you know, it talks about testing your faith and test yourselves. Um, and praying to God that you don't do anything wrong um, because then it, um, it may look poorly. Uh, do only those things that, that are right um, for we, uh, we shouldn't do anything against the truth, etc. Um, and Paul calls for perfection. This is what we pray for, that you may become perfect. Um, and he closes by saying, um, I don't want to be severe in using the authority that God has given me. I want to use it for building up, not for tearing down. And it you know, it kind of implies that God's tearing down Aaron or tearing down uh, Adibad, uh, I'm sorry, not Adibad, <laughs> Nadab and Abihu. And I, I just don't know, I don't know if that's, I don't know that it was punishment. I think it was something more like maintaining ritual purity. Um, and that, you know, you keep in mind that death isn't the worst thing that can happen to you, um, either in the military or for Israelites. Um, the worst thing that can happen to you is maybe dying, doing something stupid or something, or not dying and dealing with the consequences. Um, but this, this call to perfection or the, the, the location of perfection or something like it, you get more power, you seem to, but be aware of that trade-off, that to be set apart really does require sacrifice, not necessarily your life, even though it kind of does, because you're giving up all these things that you may think are good in order to be a reflection of God in the world. But, um, but that's precisely what that calling is. Prayer for Monastic Orders and Vocations from the Book of Common Prayer O Lord Jesus Christ, you became poor for our sake, that we may be rich through your poverty. Guide and sanctify, we pray, those whom you call to follow you under the vows of poverty, chastity, or obedience, that by their prayer and service they may enrich your church, and by their life and worship may glorify your name. 
For you reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for falling in to First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in first formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.